Show podcast with Michelle and Justin. Hello. Very, uh, very exciting moment about to happen yes. on the Sideshow podcast. Uh, we believe, I believe, on the phone, not only are they on the phone, but we have uh, our first guest. Yes, yes? it is going to be our very first guest. And before I bring him on, I oh. want to tell you just a little bit about, uh, kind of give you a little intro okay. about why we're bringing him on in the first place. So um, everybody knows I have three dogs. Yes. And I, I, well, I had three dogs. I have to say that now because one of my dogs, uh, my oldest dog, Buffy, passed away. She was 19 years old. She passed away in September. And Princess is 11 and uh, Roxy is 13. So I have these dogs that have been a huge part of my life. And if you listen to some of the previous podcasts, they are an obsession. Yeah. <laughs> As every dog owner knows. Uh, and Justin, you have a few dogs too. I do. I do. Little ones. I accidentally tripped over one when I went in to get some more. Well, hot tea. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a couple of months before Buffy died in September, I was you know looking online and I came across this trailer for um, a movie that was being made, and it was called Abby's List. And I was watching this trailer, and it, it it's really an amazing trailer. It will probably make you cry, but it's such a great. Thing that I just had to connect with the person who was making this movie. And his name is Mark Sutherland, and he is on the line with us right now. He is our very first guest, so welcome, Mark. I get that people often call me the Steven Spielberg of the dog world. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for, anyway. It is very, very true. So a little bit about Mark. He, so he's making this movie, and, and, and he calls it Abby's List. And Mark, why don't you tell us who Abby is in the first place? Well, and and it's there is a longer title. There's a comma. Abby's list, a documentary. Yes. Uh, well and, done. And, and, yeah. Thank. Thank you. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, we did it. We did it. That <laughs> was it. A, and on a high note. Yes. Um, we uh, we've been traveling the country doing Abby's bucket list. Abby is my 16 year old whippet. Uh, when she started, we started this a little over a year, a little over a year ago, uh, and she was obviously going downhill super fast. Now, Mark, hard- can you tell us really quick? Because when I hear a whippet, I always think, "Oh, that's a greyhound." There is, is she like a greyhound? They're usually smaller, right? Like half a greyhound. Okay. So- She's like uh, Santa's little helper on The Simpsons. Oh, yes. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So actually, greyhound, they bred greyhounds with terriers. So oh, that's okay. What, that's what whippets are. So they look and act primarily like a greyhound. They're just about half size. Um, but And their life expectancies, uh, they say 11 to 13 years. And I've had two others that sadly passed away at 13. So at 14, when I was watching Abby go downhill fast – uh, it, you know, for me, that was the writing on the wall that, that, you know, that, that our, our time was limited and I needed to be able to make the best of it. And I was in a position where I felt like I could take some time off. Mm-hmm. I was in Los Angeles and no offense to Los Angeles. Cause I do love it and miss it, but I kind of felt like getting out of LA and just decompressing for a while. Too. I think most of us feel that yeah. way about LA on, on a daily basis. So you were yeah, able well, to take this and time Abby off. did too. And Abby it, did yeah. too. Yeah. So and, you, uh, so did you so sit down? Road. Did you sit down? Did you sit down first and decide to um, make a list before you started to travel, or did you just decide to get up and go? A very small list. Okay. The, the original idea was I just wanted to get out of town, drive across the country with her, and she and I spent a ton of time on 
uh, dog beaches in California. And that was her favorite place and my favorite place. Uh, and I wanted to drive her across the country and get her to an East Coast beach before she died. Mm -hmm. So she could, you know, put her toes in the sand uh, and run or walk or hobble <laughs> uh, down uh, an East Coast beach as well. I thought, no, that's kind of cool. And, you know, and a couple cocktails with a couple friends. Uh, and, you know, I used to be in radio. The radio mind kicked in. And before, before you knew it, we had a, a short but fun list of items that I wanted to do while traveling cross country to that East Coast beach. Now, when and you then, watch the uh, when you watch the trailer and we'll post it up on our uh, our Facebook page, um, you guys have done a whole bunch of stuff since you've been on the road. I mean, you Abby's been on a sailboat. You guys she have been, sailed. Yeah, she, she sailed, sailed the she boat was at the helm. Yeah, it's very important. It's yes. really, really awesome. And my favorite <laughs> part of the trailer and everybody that I've shown it to is everybody who says the same thing. They're like, oh, my favorite part of the trailer is there's a moment where you guys go to Las Vegas and you are in a high roller suite in Las Vegas. Yeah. And Abby, part of the bucket list was Abby has room service in this, you know, in this high roller suite. But there's a moment in this trailer where you're across the suite and you and you and don't it's see a Abby. Huge suite. Yeah, it's, it's a huge suite. It's all huge. you're all you're seeing is me holding a camera looking into the the master bedroom which is like three rooms away right and then all of a sudden he goes hey abby pick your head up and you see like a periscope abby just go like pick your little head up it's the cutest it's the cutest thing to see um so when when you so you started a list and you you finished your initial list right for the most part we still we're still trying to we've been to the white house but we haven't been into the white house mm -hmm. and that was uh, one of the crown jewels that we wanted to do. One of the challenges, though, when we started this, um, uh, Obama was in the White House, and he was he was just getting ready to leave, but we wanted to do a meet and greet with the first dog. But <laughs> since since tr Trump doesn't have a dog, That's right. um, it's made it more difficult. Um, and we haven't gotten any hard no's. The funny thing was we got a hard note, note from the Obama administration because all they were doing was concentrating on, on – you know, helping with the election and stuff. Right. Um, and uh, so they didn't want to do any first family, uh, first dog related stuff. But we haven't gotten a hard no from um, the Trump administration. There's just been so much going on. But so we're, so we're still trying to work that out. Uh, right now we're in Florida. Uh, I will let you in on a little secret Ooh. that that we just got her into Disney World. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Is she oh that might mean she might meet somebody that she's been wanting to meet at Disney World. Well, that and you haven't lived till you've seen your dog's face on It's a Small World. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> that is so, like, so awesome. Remember the first time you rode that ride? I assume you probably yes. both have. Mm -hmm. And she was exactly like a little kid, jaw dropped, eyes open. <laughs> it was like she was seeing the greatest thing she's ever seen in her life. That is now, so awesome. Now, the challenge with this, though, is whenever I'm not around her, I know she's thinking, oh, he's at the Grand Canyon again. Oh, he's <laughs> he's riding Small World. You know, I can't believe he didn't bring me with him today. Now, she's so. also been to the Sequoia National Forest where she's peed on the world's largest tree, right? Yes. Yes. That was um, one of the proudest moments of my life. <laughs>
Like Justin Bieber, this dog. And she experienced snow, <laughs> right? You took her somewhere where she could ex- yeah. really experience the, like the, actual snow. The plan snow. was, yeah, because she was, you know, she's a California girl. Right. I wanted her to see snow. Um, and uh, uh, in keeping with the rest of the uh, the film, uh, that, I mean, and this was God's doing. This wasn't my doing. But what we thought was just going to be a little snow ended up being 17 inches in one day <laughs> blizzard. And so she had an opportunity to walk in a blizzard wow. um, in in snow that was almost as tall as she is. That's amazing. Now, let me um, let me ask you something, Mark. When you first started doing this, I assumed I mean, you said you went to um, the dog beaches and stuff. So we knew that Ab- you knew that Abby liked to get out and do stuff. Has she really enjoyed being in the car and going on trips or are there days where she doesn't want to go? No, there are days in a hotel occasionally where she'll look at me like, you got to be out of your mind. And the head will go back down on the pillow and we'll stay for an extra day because I can just tell that, you know, she. But 99% of the time, she's pulling me to the car. That's awesome. Um, and, and, and this is what's been so amazing. She's still alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's 16 now. Wow. There's no reason she should still be alive. I, when I started this, when we started this trip together, again, we did it because I figured. Um, the, the, her arthritis alone, uh, there's no way that she was going to be probably alive or have any quality of life past the next couple of months. Right. And she has done a complete 180. I mean, she's like Benjamin Button's aging in reverse. (laughs) Well, you know, I had a, a really similar experience with Buffy, who was, like I said, she was 19 when we finally had to make the decision that her quality of life was just not there anymore. But right. she, when she came to live with us, she was 15, and at that age, she was a poodle terrier mix. And at that age, she was still on the high side. Like, people were surprised that she was still alive. And so I, when we first got her um, from my mother-in-law after she passed away, I thought she had maybe a year left. But the quality mm-hmm. of life, you're so right about that. There's, so, there's something to be said for when, uh, when you really know their quality of life is not there anymore. And as excruciating as it is, as it is for us to make the decisions, which we know as dog owners we're going to have to make at some point because they don't live as long as we do. Right. It, you, you have to – you leave it up to that, that bond that you have with your pet to, to make that decision for you. And right and you now, you know, her, know. yeah, her quality of life is great. Yeah. Well, and, and it's reversed. That's the amazing thing. Look, we had a pretty good life in Southern California. We lived in Hermosa Beach. You know, we'd take walks all the time. She had a nice view. She could watch what I call dog TV mm-hmm. out the picture window and watch everybody coming and going at the liquor store. Um, and that, you know, is very entertaining to watch. Um, <laughs> we... We we were active, but still, you know, we we'd gotten into that normal routine where uh, we do the things we do, and she spent most of her time on the couch, and you know, and that, and I think that that's not only um, uh, indicative of dogs, but of people. And the cool thing is that when I got her out of that rut, got her myself out of that rut too, it she found a renewed spirit to live that's the only thing that i can chalk it up to and and decided she had reason to live and and that's why she's still going strong now when she shouldn't be right now how how much of the movie do you have done uh are you guys almost done with it i've shot about 85 percent. i want to do one more drive across the country 
and shoot a, a few other things. And I'd like to, if I can, in the next couple of months, we're just waiting for it to warm up so we can shoot outside driving across the country. But um, I want to take her to the uh, a family reunion mm-hmm. and take her to the home that she was born in and and put her around her relatives. Oh. I mean, there aren't many that are still living, but they're offspring. And I really wanted to to do that for her. Um, I'm going to let uh, uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you now, and I'm sure that that you hadn't figured this out on your own. But some of these items on the list are kind of for me too. Right? Okay. Wait. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Of course. But um, in your defense, though, Mark, I think that, and that's what I'm hearing, and what I think is so uh, fun and touching about this story is, is that. You're you're kind of you're you're preparing yourself for what I think is the the unfortunate eventuality, and that you, a lot of times, what happens whenever you have a memorial service or anything like that, it is for the people who are left behind, right. and you get to you're going to be able to look back and think of all of these amazing experiences that you got to share with her, and I think that's it's not a selfish thing right. in any way shape no or form. i appreciate that and when she's in doggy heaven and she's looking at fido next to her <laughs> and they're going you did what you did, you did all what stuff? you went to disney world you went to the white house don't yeah. talk to me no. <laughs> it's really um, amazing so it's fun there's something really fun for me to know that she is um really living a, a much fuller life and experiencing much more than most dogs ever get to. And it's also a lot of fun for me to see how inspiring this is for other people. You know, we were at George Washington's Mount Vernon, his home in Mount Vernon, where they treated her like a rock star a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And just to see the staff, this is George Washington's home. (laughs) And, and, and the staff, all of them making a beeline to meet Abby, you know, and the emails that I'm getting from all across the world you know, we've had over 5 million views wow. of our videos since we posted, you know, of, of different, not just the trailer, but all of our videos just since we posted the trailer about six months ago. And we've done no advertising or anything. It just struck a chord with people. Yeah. And so if her life, if, if, if this stuff can bring more to her life, which brings more to my life and also inspire other people around the world that what a wonderful legacy yeah it's an absolutely wonderful legacy and people can follow your adventures on your facebook page right right and probably the easiest thing to do right we don't have a a website but we do have a redirect at our website to our facebook page so it's super simple abby's list movie.com yeah Um, and we're speaking to some you know, the the we've raised some eyebrows in a very good way. We're speaking to some pretty big uh, movie companies now that are interested in potentially releasing the film with us. So That's we amazing. might end up having a much bigger release than than we'd ever expected. Um, so ag- again, it's so uh, I'm I'm so blessed not to be like religious, but kind of spiritual. I'm blessed that we set out to do something uh, for the right reason. It struck a chord, and now it's 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 already giving back tenfold. That's you know? amazing, Mark. And we're, we're I'm going to keep track of your journey, and I really really hope that you guys get you know a, a big release, kind of a nice little little thing for you, because I just I think it's such a great thing. I think it's such a great story for people, and like you said, it really just strikes a chord, not only with people. 
who own dogs or cats or any other pets, but just it strikes a chord with people just to remind people to live, you know, and not get caught in that box. That's one of the things that it's really done for me because taking this journey with her is reminding me to live life. You know, I, I was head down and just grind, 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 grind for 25 years and I'm coming up for air now. You know, John Lennon said you got to inhale to exhale. Right. Well, man, I'm, I'm living that firsthand. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're going to keep track of, of your journey and Abby's journey. And, uh, you know, I, I know at the end of this what, what you're going to have to deal with, like we all dealt with, like I said, you know, as, 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 as animal lovers. But you have set just a, such a wonderful example for all of us to just remember to, to keep those connections and to really just live like life to the fullest every day. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah, for everybody listening, you haven't lived until you've snuck your dog into a few hotel rooms. That is living. <laughs> go, go check him out at, at Abby's list movie.com and, and go to uh, the sideshow podcast uh, page. Uh, on uh, Facebook to see the trailer there too. So we will talk to you soon. We'll keep in touch, Mark. Thank you. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later, man. We're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to come back here. about uh mark's uh story just his uh, all-around vibe is that it, it it's you don't really know i don't know him personally but you get to you get the feeling that he's really just enjoying himself oh, and yeah. and what is what would normally be considered to be like a downtime right he's really like he said living he's really enjoying yeah. it and that that definitely came through that it's, was, that was it's fun. really it was such a great story and i've seen a few of these before where you'll see some youtube videos where Somebody will do a little bucket list for their dog, you know, before they pass away or towards the end. But this is done on a, such a big level, like all of the things they've done so far. I mean, they've been doing this now. Abby's 16 now. And when they started this, she was just she was just 15 and he wasn't expecting her to live this long. And, you know, I said it when we were talking to him, you know, Whenever you get a dog or any kind of animal, dog, cat, whatever, you know that there's going to be that moment where you have to say goodbye to them. And and it's never an easy thing to do. It's part of what happens when you decide to own a pet. And it's you always have that moment. And I don't know if you if you've experienced this with me, but I've had, you know, when I was a kid, I had a German Shepherd um, that was basically there the entire time that I was from a baby until she died and she was 15 and that was old for a German shepherd. Um, but I remember when, when she passed away, my mom had taken her to the vet that day and she just never came home. And I was, we were really angry about that. And at the time my mom said, well, that's just what you did. You didn't want your kids to have to go through that. And so as a parent, it was our responsibility to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It was either that or you say, Oh, we sent the dog to a farm. Yeah. Um, and then after that dog, we all we, we all said, and my dad said, you know, never again. We're never having another one. Never. It's too painful. We're not doing it. And then a few years later, my sister and I brought home a puppy, 
um, a Labrador that we named Amber, and my dad just lost it. He was so angry. He said we weren't keeping her. He was one of the mad the the few times in my life that I'd seen my dad really mad. And my sister had said, well, fine, you know, my friend will take her, but he's not going to be back for a week, so we have to keep her for a week. And we knew, uh, you know, after yeah, a week, after he wasn't going to get rid of her. And so we ended up, we had Amber, and, and when we moved to California, uh, when I moved here with my parents, my sister stayed back in New York, we brought her with us. So she was our dog, and she died suddenly at nine. Uh, it was very traumatic. It was unexpected, and it was horrible. It was a horrible way for her to die in and it was just, uh, it was it it was horrific for our family trying to rush her to the vet that that she had this tumor that it, that burst and it was just a very horrible experience. And I remember after that saying, "Never again. We're never doing this again. It's too painful. We're never doing this again." Then I had a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat, and and I, the cat lived with me when I was at home with my parents. And then when I moved out on my own, she Dakota was the, my cat's name. He came with us. With me, and he also died suddenly at the age of nine, just kind of a quick, very quick, kind of a heart attack death, but he wasn't feeling good. I took him to the vet, and they said, we're going to keep him overnight, and then on my way home, I got a phone call from the vet to say that he passed away, and so that was suddenly and shockingly, and again, I said, never again, (laughs) and then I ended up with Princess, and then uh, as subsequent, uh, Roxy and Buffy, and we had to say goodbye to Buffy and you, so you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's inevitable, but I truly, truly believe that animals are in your life for exactly how long they are meant to be, regardless of how they die, whether they they die of old age and you have to put them down or they die in a, tra- a tragedy. Mm. Um, I really believe they're supposed to be in your life for whatever period of time they are. So when I saw this story in the news, I really got upset because I got pissed off. So I don't know if you saw this, but Barbara Streisand did this Oh, I thought big... you were talking about the Abby's Bucket List no, story. I was no, like, no, why no. would you be upset? This, no, Abby's List I, just, yeah. I loved. I mean, that's exactly what I think people should do with their pets as, you know, as often yeah. as they can is, is just remember that they're only there for that short period of time. So try not to be angry with them. But anyway, I saw this separate story. In Variety magazine with Barbara Streisand. I don't know if you heard about this. No, I did not. She did this big interview with Variety where she talked about politics and blah, blah, blah. And I don't care about any of that. I don't care about any of that. But she said this one thing in in this interview where um, she, she had – she wanted to take a photo with her three dogs. She has a couple of Cotan du Tellours, like white, fluffy – Dogs. If you okay. look up a picture of them, they're yeah. very cute dogs. Really, really cute. And she wanted a portrait taking with her, taken with her dogs, and she wanted to call it "Send in the Clones." And the reason she wanted to tag it "Send in the Clones" was that because two of the three dogs that she currently has, Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet, were cloned from her fourteen-year-old dog Samantha, who died in twenty seventeen. So before Samantha died, they've had some cells taken from Samantha's mouth and stomach, and she cloned them. And it costs like $50,000 a piece or whatever to clone your dogs, right? But, yeah, so they're clones. Wow. So she has the, these two dogs that are clones of, of her one dog. And she says they have different personalities. I'm waiting for them to get older to see if they have Samantha's brown eyes and seriousness. And, and I'm thinking... You are a crazy fucking bitch. 
lady. Like, you're nuts. First of all, my first thought was anybody ever seen the movie Pet, Pet Cemetery <laughs> by Stephen King? Is like, no, like that just. It wasn't cloning in that case, but that's what this reminded me of. Is you, you never get what you had when you clone something. It's not, and maybe maybe I'm just speaking from movies. You know that experience of yeah, seeing that's... movies is like whenever they clone something, it always ends up being the thing that turns and wants to kill you eventually, right? But I'm thinking this is crazy. This is a, a nutty thing and stupid thing to do. So she cloned these. I understand that you love your dog so much. I get it. I get it. But when like, I love Princess so much, and she's such a unique personality. All of my dogs had unique personalities. I wouldn't want to clone that because, again, I think they're in your life for a certain period of time for a specific reason to teach you something about life. And you don't always know what that is. You don't always get what that is. But, like, Machen, my German shepherd, taught me at a very young age about loyalty and protection. Mm. And Amber taught me about living, just living for the day that, you know, that one day and don't like worry about anything in the future. Princess has taught me just about, about really, uh, really focusing on, on uh, taking care of yourself and taking care of others and then being angry with everybody else. <laughs> Buffy taught me in the short time, the few years that I had her, just taught me so much about about pushing through being uncomfortable with something and caring through things that are, you know, sometimes hard or, or gross <laughs> to to recognize quality of life or recognize when when somebody needs help but they don't they can't say it and they can't express it. So each one teaches me something different. So when I saw the story, it just drove me crazy about her cloning her dog. I don't have an issue with the ethics of cloning a dog. And I, this is why I guess is more of a question I have for you is that is your problem with the, the quote unquote playing God or is it just yes. is is it because for me, the issue is, is the assumption that by creating a genetic duplicate of the dog, it's like having the same dog. Yes, I think that I, seems irrational. I don't have a problem with them cloning pets or dogs. I don't. I don't really have a part of it as long as you understand that that's not the same dog going to end up being the same dog. Yeah, I have two. One, it's a god complex for me because I just think you shouldn't do stuff like that. But two, I really think it is that that she thought she was going to get the exact same dog. Yeah, and you're not going to and. Look, you could do whatever you want with your money. When you have a ton of money right. like that, you could do whatever you want with it. If you want to spend $50,000 to clone your dog, fine. But I really, for people who think that they're going to get the same dog, you're not. Yeah. You're there's not going to get the same dog. But it's interesting to me because there's a show that I just, uh, I'm almost done watching now on Netflix called Altered Car Carbon. Have you heard of it? Or I've seen heard it? of it. I haven't seen it so yet. So basically the gist of it is, is that when you're one years old, uh, they put like a, what they call a stack in, in the, like what, in between your vertebrates in the back of your neck, just as you, it, your neck transitions into your back. Right. Mm -hmm. And then your spinal cord and everything flows through that. And it's almost like a flash drive. And then that way, if you die, as long as that stack is intact, they could take that, take the information off of it and upload it into a new body. Oh boy. So people become, uh, they never die. They and so like uh, the and so if you're super wealthy, you grow new bodies for yourself. Like you clone yourself and you have a facility that holds them. If you're not, because now a body becomes a sleeve is what they call it, and you get like a public defender version of a body oh where you just Lord. get whatever is this. It's a Whatever's very available. Yeah, 
That show, Black Mirror, there's a bunch of episodes that address this idea in Black Mirror, also on Netflix. And this idea that you can have the the body be like recreated but have it is it is it the same person and they do this great thing where for the day of the dead this uh hispanic family she brings back the grandma but she puts it in this like tattooed thug guy with a beard and so it's fun but it's a fun idea to where you see in the eyes and the mannerisms that's grandma who's visiting us but it's some guy who got popped for arson or something you know what i mean like and i i I am i hope i listen i hope for barbara streisand's sake that because if you do I want to make this judgment on her? Is if you are She's cray cray, yeah. If you are so worried about having a similar experience, like if you were that spoiled and entitled by life that you feel like you are owed to have some eternal experience, right? I, do I, I don't do I do I begrudge you for having it? You know what I mean? Like right. if you've if you've worked to make it to where you could do that, but I think what I really what I feel bad for her for is that. The idea that she feels like she needs that. Like, right. what's going on in your life that you got to have the exact same dog? Right. Or is it because I, I I would find more comfort in the fact of making fun of her if it was just her flipping the bird to the man upstairs and saying, look what I can do. Probably. Suck it, God. That's- <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's also, you know, the part of me that goes, there are millions of dogs that need homes. Right. Why are you cloning? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Why are you cloning a dog? Go down to the shelter and pick a few out. But in reality, she's probably not going to go to a shelter. No, you think, and, right? and I understand. I mean, there are there are people that I know that that have had dogs bred specifically for them, and I know there are responsible breeders out there that only breed once or twice a year and provide those puppies. But we do have a problem in this country with backyard breeding and breeders who are completely irresponsible. And we do have a lot of animals that need homes. So when I hear stuff about this, it just makes me even more crazy. Yeah. Like that. That is but nuts. anyway, I just, you know, I've always thought I, I've always been of the opinion that animals, whatever they are, they're supposed to be in your life for whatever period of time. And sometimes you don't understand why they're only in your life for five years or nine years or whatever. But there's a reason for it. And if you really think about it and if you can kind of search your soul for it, you could figure it out. You could figure out why they're there for that period of time, what they're there to teach you. I've never thought of it this way, but my dog, Rocky, who I think I shared the story on an older episode of the mm-hmm. podcast when he passed away, but that I've never been a hardcore dog like person. Right. right. Until Rocky died. Until Rocky died. And I lost it. But uh, it's funny. I've never had anybody articulate things in the way that you just did of like, what's the purpose? Because I have, I have shamefully had the thought of like, I don't, I didn't really appreciate rocky while he was here for what he was and so if that i again until you said this i never realized what he taught me right he did he taught me the the idea of of that like what you just said is that even though he he annoyed me because he made all of his noises and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that even those even those negative parts of either your interactions or life that it's still important to realize how good you have it because things could change and you might not have it that way right. anymore. And there's, there's a video that circulates online and, and this is, this is like what, what Mark is doing with Abby's list where I think he, he's really kind of searching his own soul for what, you know, the meaning of life is with this particular dog that, that he's had a bond with for the last 16 years. But there's a, there's another little video online that I saw the other day that just brought me to tears. It's just like one of those videos that, has like screenshots of dogs. And basically the whole gist behind it is 
you see this image of a dog and it's like, don't get mad when I jump on you when, when you get home. Don't get mad yeah. if I, you know, because I, I'm so excited to see you. Don't get mad if I chew up your shoe, you know, while you were at work. It's just that I was, I was alone. And I couldn't wait until you got back. And there's all these little things that if when you watch the, at the end, it's basically, it's saying I'm not here for that long. So appreciate the time that you have with me. And we f- tend to forget that. I mean, we live we live our lives and, and we tend to forget, you know, sometimes Princess will, you know, I'll be uh, on my phone, like looking at something and she'll be crawling and I'll be like, Princess, get off or get off, you know, move, move, yeah, go yeah. sit over here. And then I stop for a minute and I realize she just she's not going to be here forever. She's not going to be here for that long. I need to enjoy the time that I have with her. And and you forget that until yeah. somebody reminds you. And I think that's what. You know, Abby's list is reminding all of us as as a dog and you know owners or cat owners or whatever is to enjoy that time you have because it's not that long yeah. unless you own like a bird that lives like fifty years and could potentially live longer than you or you know Ooh, good point horses who live you know twenty five years you know and I think the point of why we bring all this up is because what I think you're trying to say Michelle is that reptiles are bullshit pets because no, they live forever they're not but, but I had chameleons <laughs> when I was a kid I had two chameleons. And um, one escaped from the uh, a little aquarium that we had, uh-huh. and we didn't find him until we moved and we found the little petrified body down in the... <laughs> perfectly it, blended yeah, in with the carpet. <laughs> yeah, perfectly. And I don't know what happened to the other one. And I killed my brother's fish by feeding them too much once when he was on vacation. He went. He left on vacation. He came to California for two weeks. Yeah. He was like, I need you to take care of my fish. I need you to feed them every day. Here's how much to feed them every day. And I remember, like shaking in way too much food and every day there'd be another floater See, and if you were barbara streisand you could have just cloned that fish and he would have been none the wiser because a fish you could do that with yeah i, I think believe when that. he came back he had 10 fish when he left and when he came back there were two i felt really bad but what if he did and then the fish ended up somehow helping your brother reach his demise like That's pet cemetery weird. super creepy right anyway check <laughs> check me out on twitter at prod michelle check justin out on twitter i podcast justin uh also go to facebook.com slash justin and michelle podcast for links for abby's movie yes to get information about that and uh spread the word because we i want to come up with a with a, a goal here's what here's what i was going to say is that we usually record on saturday mornings mm-hmm. so if we hit a certain number of uh people listening to the show if you could help us spread the word or we get a certain number of likes maybe on uh, on the facebook page then what we could do is we could start streaming the show live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Screw it. I'll do it live. We can take your phone calls. Yeah, we can take phone calls and uh, and uh, we could, as I like to say, we could play radio in my backyard. Yeah, and, and check uh, out also the Dad Podcast. Dad Podcast. Uh, I also do the Gamerland Podcast. Again, all of the URLs and social media links and everything like that are in the description of this episode. And send us an email to show at the sideshow podcast or show at sideshowpodcast dot com. Uh, because we want to hear from you guys, yeah? That's it. All right. See you later see you next, next time. Week.